0: back to another episode of She's Busy AF. It's me, Lauren Loretto. I have my voice back. <laughs> Last week, I did not have a voice at all. That does not do well for recording podcasts. And uh, I would lay, I would be lying if I said this is my not my fourth time re-recording this intro because the first three times I was stumbling on my words and then the second time I accidentally pressed a button. So... Yeah, you could say I'm a little rusty. No, I'm just kidding. I have a really good episode for you this week. I'm very excited to talk about this because I've actually gotten a lot of questions. Okay, not a lot. By a lot, I mean like three different people have reached out to me in the last few weeks saying, how do I know my website's successful or how do I know my website's working? I wish I was lying when I say that, but like really a couple people have reached out. So I was like, okay, I've done an episode on websites in the past, but this one we're going to focus a little bit on how to determine if your website is successful or not. And I'm going to give you a pretty concrete example to help you think through it, work through it on your own for your own website. But if anything, I really hope that this episode enlightens you on the metrics you need to be looking at for your website and how to keep your website optimized and working because if you've heard me talk about websites before, you know that a website is not set and forget. It is my favorite marketing tool and marketing tools need to be optimized. So let's go ahead and dive in. All right. While I wish for every single business in person that there was a blanket statement for how to know if your website's successful There just isn't other than website effectiveness is entirely up to your ideal customer, their behaviors, their needs, and your end goal as a business. At the end of the day, what is the number one thing you want people to do? So to answer the question, is my site effective and successful, it should be directly tied to your business goals. So for the sake of websites, I like to set primary and secondary goals. We do it for my business. We do it for all of our clients' businesses. So if you are a service provider, and let's just talk about goals for a second. If you're a service provider and your goal is to sign 50 new clients in 2023, so I'm looking like high level, and that breaks down to about two to three sales sales calls per week, The primary goal of your website should be to get your audience to book a call. So there we go. That's the primary goal for service providers is either book a call or fill out a form. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I have not seen another. No, I'm just kidding. There are other ways. But secondary goals would consist of anything that is going to nurture your audience past your website because the reality is they may not all convert. Not everyone's going to book a call right away after reading everything on your website. They just won't. That's the reality. If you're a copywriter listening to this and you disagree, fight me. <laughs> but not every single person. No, I don't know anyone who has a 100% conversion rate on call bookings. I just don't. So, what you need to do is have the secondary goal. And what is that secondary goal? Some of my favorite ways to get lookers into the middle of the funnel, and I call people lookers. <laughs> If they're looking at your website and they're not booking a call, they are lookers. So my way to get them in the middle of the funnel where you can really nurture them are things like a downloadable service guide, a newsletter opt-in, a freebie opt-in. I hate that word, freebie, but think of something other than a service guide or other than your newsletter that you're giving them that's tangible that they can consume. How are you going to nurture them? if you do any or all three of those, you should absolutely have a nurture sequence. And I don't care what anybody says about nurture sequences being dead or irrelevant, especially in the B2C world, they are not. (laughs) B2B might be be getting a little bit smarter and they know, but at the end of the day, like these emails were formulated or should be formulated to provide value and not be as top level as let's just say things used to be, let's talk pandemic era. You really want to provide value here. You really want to get people to trust you. So that's my tangent on nurturing. But in that secondary sense, you can measure the success of your website based on how many opt-ins you receive in a month. So primary goal, book a call. Secondary goal, or book a call or fill out a form. Secondary goal, how many people are joining your email list in some capacity. Everything really spider webs out from there and is entirely reliant on how you get people to your website to book a call or get on your email list. So I'm talking about things like, are you SEO optimizing your website and blog? Are you using social media to drive traffic to your website? Is your Instagram links page your website or is it milkshake? Hint, it should be your website. Are you retargeting traffic to LinkedIn or Facebook with ads? Is this heavy? Yes. Is it impossible? No. I don't mean to scare you with any of these like, are you SEO optimizing? Are you using social? Are you doing ads? Baby steps. Step number one, making sure you have calls to action on your site that all lead to one big big thing. Let's just call it booking a call or filling out a form. And then secondly, how else are you able to get people inside your marketing funnel and start to nurture them? That's the most important. Then you need to focus on how you're going to get traffic to your site. So many people think like I have a website, it's not working. Or no one's con conver- and by it's not working, they mean no one's converting, no one's joining my email list. Well, then we dig a little bit deeper, we find that they're not really driving traffic to their website or they're not promoting things. And that's really a big piece of having a website is letting is, is finding ways to drive traffic there. And that doesn't always just look like promoting your website on social media. It could be SEO optimizing your website and driving organic traffic there by people who are searching for it. And SEO, I'm not going to get too deep into this, SEO does not have to be hard. It can be very easy to rank. Have a separate combo with me on that if you're interested, but it is not impossible. There are so many low-hanging, there's so much low-hanging fruit when it comes to what you offer and what people are searching for on the Google. Yes, I said the Google. So... My advice is always start with a top-down plan that's achievable and attainable, but more than anything, you really should track these metrics month over month and make adjustments from there. So if that just means next month, you start by just making sure that you have really strong calls to action to either book a call or purchase something or fill out a form, cool. Then look at your opt-in then from there look into blogging or look into trickling more traffic to your website from social media look at those things and track your metrics month over month we're going to talk about that in a second so once you have those goals what metrics are you going to track obviously we're going to track how many calls are being booked or forms are being filled and we're also going to track how many people are joining your email list those are going to be really important but first and foremost, you should have your site hooked up to Google Analytics. Some platforms like Squarespace and Wix have analytics built in, but I always recommend Google. I mean, you could Google this. I should know this, but I'm pretty sure that using all of Google's platforms really helps you rank on Google. I would just assume that, you know, like Google reviews help you rank higher, so on and so forth. The more you can utilize of Google's tools, the better you are going to rank. So even if your website already has analytics built in, get another platform. Get that Google Analytics. So, I've included some links in the show notes for how to connect it to different platforms, but this is an immediate must. Please go do it right now. Like If you have to pause this episode to do it, it's okay. Go do it. Come back. Once you have it, there are some things I want you to keep an eye on month over month. Now, of course, my bestie Google went and changed their platform. So, now it's GA4, which I'm speaking another language. I know but I really don't like the new reporting tool. I think it has to be optimized. I'm learning more about it as we speak. But really, when it comes to your website, there are two big things you want to track, acquisition and engagement. Acquisition, acquire, it means how are you acquiring visits to your website? And what that really trickles down to is where people are finding you. So you're going to be looking at organic search, organic social, direct traffic, and referral traffic. Organic search and social are pretty straightforward, but who's finding you through social and then who is finding you by searching for something and then landing on your website. Referrals are other websites that link to your website and direct is someone who types in the URL into the menu bar and lands straight on your website. You can probably just assume from there organic search is people who may not know about you yet. Direct is going to be people who do know about you. Organic social is going to be people who find you on social. And referral is obviously listed somewhere else. So the interest came from somewhere else. This is directly tied to how you're marketing your business. You're going to see this when you start pulling numbers. You're going to see that maybe social is really high and you can correlate. You can draw that line to like, oh, I'm getting a lot of web traffic to my website from social because I just did an influencer campaign or I just did a collaboration post with someone or I'm talking about it and putting links in my stories on Instagram and in my bio on TikTok that drive traffic to my website. So, duh, that's why I'm getting a lot of traffic there. Search sometimes can be a fluke. <laughs> I had one client whose blog post just popped off because they SEO optimized it and like didn't quite realize that that's what they did on purpose. They just like filled a couple things in low hanging fruit. It was pretty funny. So I went and optimized it even further for them. And now they're like in the listicles, which is so cool, which just means like they show up as a number one result with like the main talking points as like the takeaways. Again, cool. (laughs) But You really want to track all of this month over month and see where the traffic's coming from. For us, we get a ton of referral traffic from ShowIt because we're a ShowIt design partner and we have it going to a ShowIt page on our website and that's how we get a lot of leads. And so I'm able to see month over month like how we're doing, how we're ranking. And as a result, I'm able to optimize my profile on ShowIt to drive more traffic or not drive more traffic. The next thing is engagement. So now that we've looked at like where people are finding you, what are they doing when they get there? So site views, events on site, and the like highest traffic pages that people are visiting, what are the most popular pages on your website? Something else to do under engagement is hook up this platform called Hotjar. I will also link that below. But Hotjar really, it's kind of creepy. It gives you like real-time recordings of people like visiting your site and what they're doing on your site, which I, I mean, I think it's awesome. But it also can show you a heat map of what people are clicking on the most. This is how I've been able to see like where some of our links might be broken or like the user experience could be better because I watch how people are navigating and I optimize from there. So two of my favorite tools, Google and Hotjar. Definitely recommend both of them. But really, at the end of the day, tracking everything is going to be crucial to how you're optimizing your website and making sure that it is successful for you. Success is kind of like ambiguous when it comes to a website. You need to define what success looks like for your website. So I hope this was really helpful. I do have a resource for tracking these metrics. (laughs) If you're interested, it's called our metrics mothership and we actually just completely revamped it we're going to be revamping it even more so if you download it at the time of listening to this and it's um let's call it january or february 2023 you're getting the the recent version i just updated but we will be updating it even more and i will make sure i send out that update when you have it but it has been revamped for 2023 and it's really a cool way of tracking all your metrics across multiple platforms and it includes some of those key metrics i talked about with websites so you can hide columns and rows that you like don't care to or that you aren't marketing on so let's say you don't have a podcast you can hide that podcast section but what I love about our metrics mothership and we use it internally as well is that you can see month over month like where your efforts are paying off and how it correlates directly to sales it's mind-blowing. Every single one of our clients in any of our containers use this. It is a requirement for them to use it, whether we're updating it or they're updating it, because we can't move forward in our strategy without these metrics and without these numbers. And you shouldn't either. Make decisions based on data, data data-driven marketing, make data great again. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of She's Busy AF. Don't forget to grab that metrics tracker. And if you're interested in working with us in any capacity because you're just, you know, so jazzed up about data, it's like the one thing we love the most, head to our website, brandgoodtime.com. We're about to roll out a couple new offerings I'm super excited about for past clients or current clients. We are offering an extension of hours. We're going to sell a bucket of hours for you to pull into our team. Tap into our team and uh, use them for implementation. Use them for things that you don't have to commit to a monthly retainer for. We want to help you guys grow. So let's go. Let's do the thing. Anyways, with that being said, download your metrics tracker and I'll see you on the next episode.